0: Grind for the love of the game. We'd be running while y'all are walking. We grind for the love of the game. That ain't a lump of coal. That's a fresh PTJ drop in your stocking.
1: Loving it. Loving the uh, Christmas-themed intro, too. <laughs> this is uh, as topical as it gets here. And uh, a shout-out credit to a uh, longtime listener, listener, uh, Paul Boers, on getting us the sweet new intro music this week, too. Kind of a classing this up for the new year for us
0: oh i appreciate you coming up with that idea just reaching out to, to natron so shout out to you i look forward to meeting you one day i'm sure you're awesome very handsome absolutely yeah you know, i could see that uh so uh, yeah well <laughs> welcome you guys welcome uh happy holidays welcome back to projecting the jump thank you to all you fantasy hoop heads for grinding this out this time of year there's a lot going on it's a very overstimulating time for us all very exciting time our families doing holiday stuff um, if you play fantasy football and you're in multiple fantasy semifinals right now it's just a crazy time it's a really fun time so I've been really distracted and it's been nice to kind of zone into some of these topics and there's a part of me because fantasy basketball is like my first love fantasy football I feel like I've, I've had a, a better time making money at. Um, and once fantasy football ends I feel like I can really sink my teeth in so I'm getting kind of excited I know for you Nate harvest is that for you for me, it's fantasy football. I can't quit fantasy football. I do love it too much, but there's something to be said for when I can just focus on hoops. So that time is coming. I'm excited about that.
1: It is amazing when you actually have the bandwidth to to pay attention to something, and uh, you kind of you're like, all right, if I would have been doing this all year, but uh, but you know, you make up for time when you can, and uh, this is a great time to do it. And and for a lot of people, uh, you know, the casual fans out there, and I know there's probably some casual. Fantasy basketball fans, too. I mean, the start of the NBA calendar really starts, you know, on Christmas uh, in a lot of people's minds. So I'm sure there's some people out there that are just uh, dusting the cobwebs off their team and checking to see, uh, are, are my still in contention? So uh, it is a great time to do that.
0: The antlers are really working for me. It's nice when you're making a point and I see those things just above your head. So please check out the YouTube feed if you guys are listening on the audio, just so you can get a, a load of Nate and you can see me wrapped in tinsel. And shout out to to Pat, uh, of Pat's Place art studio here i'm sorry i had to desecrate some of your chihuahuas um we'll get that back the way it was uh so today we come to you with a kind of a holiday themed way to go through some what nate likes to call fantasy gripes i mean just some things um that we want to take a look at that we wish could be different and maybe present some ways that could be different so this is a fantasy hoops christmas wish list um it's basically stylized gripes so Nate, since this was your idea first, just kind of give the listener a little idea of like what this topic means to you and then kick us off.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of uh, you know, wishes if we had complete, if we had the magic wand out there and could could make coaching uh rotation changes, we can make uh you know roster uh modifications or or give certain players uh attributes that we feel like they they have in them um it's kind of those things just kind of things that we'd hope to see for the rest of this year um you know with that in mind like leading it off the you know all all I want for Christmas is a little bit more roster clarity from the Atlanta Hawks and specifically I'm looking for a consolidation trade um the the Atlanta Hawks has been have been great for fantasy they have they have eight really high quality rosterable guys um, you have three studs, you know, Trey, DeJounte and Capella, who's uh, somehow in the 41st ranked player in the league, even though we've all buried him for dead four years in a row. Um, and then they have five other guys that are that are really in that good category. And so w- I guess what, what I would love to see, you know, just from a strictly fantasy uh, element of it, not that it would be necessarily good for their maybe it would be good for their, you know, their actual real life is is ship off one or two like two or three of these guys and kind of go all in on, on somebody. And, and, and let's just see, let's see what happens with a little bit more minutes on, uh, for a few of these guys. And, uh, and I'll be curious, I'm going to run through the five guys that I'm most interested in, and in seeing and kind of, uh, looking at and, and curious to get your take on if, if any, if which one of those guys has the most appeal for you, or you would, uh, are have been most interested in. Um, starting with uh our double O, Neko Conwu. He's con- the, constantly the, the fantasy tease out there, you know, cr- like crushing it in small minutes. You know, we've 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 seen a couple starts from him uh last with, week. With actually. Yeah. I was I like, where so did this come from? All very of a sudden. Exciting. Yeah. So I mean that that's like the biggest one is like let's, you know, this guy's he's averaging 24 minutes a night. I just uh, would love to see him with a real 30 minutes a night, 34 minutes a night, because I think, you know, you're looking at a top 25 guy there. Um, the next one, next one, Sadiq Bay, who's been, uh, who's been killing it over the last couple of weeks because of, um, you know, injuries have kind of opened up some, um, some extra minutes. Uh, you know, he's averaging 15 and seven with two threes and a steal through, th- through the month of December. So, um, you know, he's been doing great.
0: I ask you a Quick question on Bay. I'm yeah. curious. I know you've rostered him all year. You probably paid more attention. I've always kind of viewed him as a bit of a chucker. That role in Detroit that he had, I think he was a little um, in over his skis. I think that, you know, you don't want him as your second or third highest usage player. I love him in this role in Atlanta. Um, do you see him as a guy that in a, you know, on a team like the Hawks, which is a fairly healthy culture as the third or fourth option could be a 20 point per game player? Or do you like him as a role player as he is now, just for an NBA fit?
1: Oh, no, I think he's he should be your fifth starter, if yeah, not if not bench guy. I yeah. mean, he's he's strictly him and Michael Beasley. I, I don't know if I see a difference between the two of them, frankly. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, they're both spacers, uh, and they do a good job at that. Um, the other guy, which I was shocked at doing this research a little bit. So Bogdanovich, what do you think his season rank is right now?
0: He's been in and out of the lineup a lot, so just uh, per game value?
1: Uh, average. So average for the season, yeah. 80, 88. That's what I would have thought, too. 32nd. He's Damn. the 32nd ranked player in fantasy. <laughs> per game which, value? Yeah. Yeah, which in 28 minutes. So th- that's another one of those. I'm like, all right, if he was – what happens if he gets up to 33? Then yeah. are you all of a sudden looking at this like stud? Or, or maybe not. Maybe he's one of those guys that strictly just – uh excels in a bench role and then it gets diminished as a starter
0: Um, or or he gets hurt if you play him 34 minutes a night for two months you you know judging from his track record probably
1: overextend it yeah but when you look
0: at it it's tantalizing yeah
1: yeah it's it it was one of those uh, mind-boggling things a bench guy is 30 seconds um the the last two would be uh your boy, uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago. He was the number fourth overall pick in fantasy. Uh, and he's he's the 70th ranked, or fourth fourth ranked player, or fourth ranked, fourth drafted guy in real life. But he's the 70th ranked player over the last month. So he's been, been really solid. Um, you know, I'm just curious. I would love to see, like... <laughs> Him in this high usage role, like I feel like that's kind of the one thing we've never seen from him. Uh, maybe that would flame out spectacularly, and there's a reason the Hawks haven't done it. Or maybe he's going to yeah. be kind of a, one of these guys that blossoms uh, if he was given the minutes. I would
0: um, I would lean towards the reason the Hawks haven't done it. I just want to add context for the listener. So Nate yeah. calling DeAndre Hunter my, my boy is funny because he is one of these guys I tend to stay away from. I had a last-second rule out a player on my team. I had I just needed to get a game in. I barely squeaked out a win today, a win I did not deserve. And DeAndre Hunter, you know, had 11 points and three rebounds. I texted Nate that that night, and I was like, it was late. It was like 1:30, and the last thing I thought of before bed, I was just like, I feel. Like sick to my stomach that I picked up DeAndre Hunter. Like I'm ashamed of myself. I know better. And then of course he gets ruled out. I'm out of games. I have to drop. So it's yeah. the worst.
1: It's the literally the worst thing in fantasy <laughs> is is when your streamer doesn't play. There's nothing worse than that. You do, when you waste, you're like yeah I could have picked anybody. I didn't really even feel that strongly about him.
0: Exactly. Hunter is one of these players that like you have to remind yourself you're not picking up the last games box score. I looked at that last box score I was like oh I want hmm. that. You're not gonna get that. Yeah. You're gonna get 11 and three. You know, yeah,
1: that's, it's hard to do when you, when you, you see that previous results, you know, you're like, Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's turning the corner. And the, and the last guy, and I'm curious to hear what you think about this uh, is he's set to return Jalen Johnson, who's been one of the season's breakouts. Um You know, he's the 49th ranked player as far as average on the season, third year guy. Um I guess I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what you think. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think, We're what we're seeing a breakout. I mean, he's a young guy. The opportunity is there. The size is there. This is, this is real. He's he's turned the corner or are we seeing a guy who's just been small sample size early season, you know, he's shooting 43% from three 59% from uh, the field in general with a block and a steal. Is this just kind of small sample size that we're going to see some regression? What do you think on, on him? Is it sell high or buy
0: low? I think fantasy wise, he is the total package. He is a, he's not just a sprinkle of stats guy. He's a guy that can, you know, the outline of this guy is 1.5 threes, blocks and steals. You, you I, I think there's a high upside player in fantasy. And I think real life, I think this guy has star potential. I don't know if he has like multiple time all-star potential, but I think he has like all-star snub a few times potential where like people are talking about him. You know what I mean? No, I think Jalen Johnson is a really talented player. Um, i've
1: never i've never heard that it's <laughs> a ceiling like oh yeah yeah your best day <laughs> might be the day that you 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 get an honorable mention uh, yeah. from a zach lowe article
0: <laughs> he's like he's like Mar- martin wing Derek harper rod strickland like you're not going to be an all-star but we'll discuss you local sports radio will be angry for a few days right no, I, re- I really like Jalen johnson definitely check your waiver wire if he's available if somebody just doesn't have room they had to drop him s- swoop him as soon as you can if you have I you have a crazy league
1: in that case, yeah.
0: <laughs> he actually is on uh, the waiver wire in my points league, and I, I don't have room to pick him up. Um, mm. So, yeah, if you're listening in Rose Garden Revival, what are you doing? Pick up Jalen Johnson and drop Joe Harris, <laughs> or whatever you're holding on to there. Um, yeah, yeah. To make sure. But, yeah, I think he's a pretty talented player. He's the one out of all these guys that I think, in an elevated role, um, could produce top 40 fantasy numbers for sure. And we might see it second half of the year. Yeah,
1: especially once they trade – they traded away to do a two-for-one or, or a three-for-one on uh, get a Siakam or something in there.
0: I got to ask you before we pivot off this topic, where are you at? Um, because I was – I mean, all of fantasy was, like, erupting. I feel like, you know, everyone was very excited the first time the Capella-Kongwu lineup came out. Um, It's produced nice results as far as their production. Um, do you think that they're just messing around, or do you think this is something we could see for the rest of the year? And do you like it as a fit? Um for fantasy and also just doesn't make sense from a team construction because okongwu can shoot he can stretch the floor but what do you think of it
1: yeah it seemed like they did it as a uh, uh just a matchup specific i mean they they rolled it out the first time versus the raptors i believe I so. um and so they were they were looking to go they were timing it you know for teams that were a little bit bigger to get a little bit exercise in there what was interesting is uh when a moved into the starting lineup or when he's been on his minutes alongside Capella, I've been noticing that um, he's seated like alpha rebounding to, to to Capella. Mm -hmm. So his, his rebounds are actually down um, when he is in when he's playing a lot with Capella. So it, his numbers on a per game basis are, aren't as good. So I think that it wouldn't be incredibly strong for fantasy if that was the case. I think really the best case scenario is that they decide to move on from Capella rather than start him side by side. I think yeah. if he just moves into starting lineup alongside, I don't think you're going to see a giant jump up of value. In fact. If that's a case, I might consider selling high on a at that mm-hmm. point, even though I'm a huge believer in him.
0: Three out of his last five games, he's played 30 plus minutes. That's really nice. Yeah, the scoring's up. Um, last two weeks you're getting 13 points, seven rebounds, a little over a block, a three. Uh of course is great his amazing percentages. Um, so yeah, we'll see yeah. how that plays out. But I think, yeah, I think we're ready to see a in that full in that full time center role, hopefully.
1: What's your uh what's on your Christmas list?
0: It's funny because I actually, listen, last year we stylized this pod as New Year's resolutions because we did it just after the New Year. Uh, and my first topic, uh, it's, I guess it's a, a tradition, the second annual kicking off my list with complaining about the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> I, I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, this fantasy hoops miss. I just wish for more transparency on NBA injury reports in general uh, because t- some teams like the Hornets are offering up lumps of coal all season long uh so this wasn't the player i expected to talk about first but when i started tracking it i was just like my mind was blown so until today cody martin had yet to play this entire season uh no timetable had ever been offered for his return from a knee injury he sustained last season last november Mm -hmm. when they originally after this after the injury occurred and he had surgery they announced he would be out for at least four weeks after arthroscopic knee surgery So it's almost like they're trolling. It's like, okay, it's going to be new. new,
1: He's the new uh, Alonzo Ball.
0: Well, I mean, what's the point of saying four weeks after arthroscopic knee surgery? So that four weeks turned into over a year. And so yesterday, randomly, after no updates, he pops up as questionable. After a full calendar year of no updates, and then out of nowhere today, Saturday the 23rd, he plays 17 minutes. No word of a ramp up, nothing. Is this like... Uh, next level, like espionage stuff. Like I, I'm just not sure. It's just Cody Martin. I don't know what kind of competitive advantage they think they're getting here. But it's it's a joke. It's insane. Uh, you know, everybody knows this one. I'm sure Lamelo Ball. He sustained an ankle injury November uh, 26 and has simply been ruled out indefinitely. Now that happens. I think this one is easier to read the tea leaves on this one. However, no no semblance of a timeline given at all. So that's that usual hornets you know crap so then mark williams and this one's very near and dear to my heart he was out uh december 6th then he played 20 minutes on the 8th of december and has been doubtful ever since being ruled out game by game with a lower back contusion and and so i'd already picked out this topic i'm getting ready and then i'm scrolling twitter today i see josh lloyd tweet out that mark williams today missed his seventh game in a row with a doubtful tag which I didn't know this. I didn't know there's a number to it. The doubtful tag apparently is supposed to mean a 25% chance of playing. So basically mm. either they're lying or uh, a 0.01 probability has come true and it's the Charlotte Hornet. So I think it's safe to say that they're lying or their medical staff is just clueless. So like mm. with, this, with this franchise day to day, it can mean week to week. It can mean month to month. It can mean year to year. So all I want for Christmas is a timetable or two. Am I... Out of line, like like what is wrong with this franchise? Why is this okay? <laughs> like oh can you, can you help me? I feel like
1: you, you didn't even touch on uh on on my favorite Hornet, Please. which is uh you you know that I have like uh I can't keep myself from rostering Gordon I, Hayward. I left it and you. I always draft him yep. and yep. uh and he's forever and I, I just I just let him go on my roster uh, Mm -hmm. the other week because I I ran into this at at all times. It would just constantly be like, uh, he basically was probable all season or he would sit out two games without notice it means nothing it was really hard to read and it was hard to to build a, to build a thing around and so it's it, it is a it, it is a tough part about fantasy and luckily i'm glad that yahoo has added the ir plus that was a that was a really big change that they made a couple of years ago that really changed for the better uh fantasy basketball where you didn't have to wait for a guy to be out three games so then put him in your ir spot um took credit to yahoo for finally doing that but it is um Yeah, it's it feels a little uh, Belichickian um, the way that they're pulling it, but it's not with uh, Tom Brady-esque results.
0: Right. They just don't they don't carry. They don't have the cachet to be this obnoxious. And I don't know why the NBA doesn't call them out on it. But in general, it's like the larger gripe here is is there's just not a lot of transparency with NBA injury reports. People will pop up. With the most random thing and be ruled out. It's just, it's the wild, wild west this season. And so, you know, for actionable fantasy advice, I don't know if you have any, I guess, in particular, just A, 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 be very wary of, of Charlotte Hornets in general. I mean, drafting LaMelo Ball has not bared any fruit for years because they've got, you know, his chronic ankle injuries. It's always something. And I guess, Nate, you've always been very extreme on this end. And I'm trying to get better at it. When, especially if you have a limited amount of moves. Make that pickup as close to tip off as possible mm. because these rollouts are killers this season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I feel like you do, you miss out on the prime streamer of the day, but, yeah. uh, yeah. But the, but the sting of picking up a guy who sits at the end. Um, we had, we had a guy in our league who picked up, uh, what's it, S Merrill? Uh, Sam Merrill, yeah. I, yeah. Who then didn't, didn't, didn't vary oh, for it this week, but, uh, but yeah, there's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I kind of, I've decided that that is a, uh, it's better for my mental sanity. I don't know if it's more of the winning strategy, but I feel a lot better about it at least.
0: I would say, and this is an important distinction, as you mentioned, you, you'll miss the pickup of the day. There's pickups, there's like must roster players that need to be snatched. And then there's a player just trying to get some sets and you're just streaming them in. So if it's a streamer right. and it's really close between a few guys, try to wait as long as you can. If there's a hot player that everyone's going to be after, you know, of course, smash that button.
1: Good point. Good point. Yeah, long term pickup versus short term pickup. Short term pickup, you're really you're rolling the dice anyway.
0: Exactly. All right. Well, I don't want to make people listen to me bitch about the Charlotte Hornets for much longer because I'm sure everybody's already felt those feelings themselves at some point. If those things,
1: well, they they also checked out when we said Hornets. Apparently,
0: they did. They checked out. All right. So, what is next on your fantasy hoops miss wish list? Eh?
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you all. I want for Christmas, Jamie, is a brand new guitar, and you know. You know where the best spot to get this?
0: Don't.
1: We're we're excited as uh, at at PTJ, we have a new guitar uh, sponsorship, actually. So grab your phone. Hang on. We'll we'll wait a second. We know you got the phone in the pocket. You grab it? Yeah. So head over to WinslowGuitars.com. These are... These are like really beautiful guitars. They're they're handmade. Every guitar is completely unique, made from locally sourced wood. So there's no, this is not a mass replicated thing. It's a really cool partnership that we're excited to have. Um, and, and really what's neat about it is, that, and you know, as you're, I know you have the phone in your hand now, so you're scrolling, checking it out. A lot of these are like oak burl uh, guitars or mandolins, uh, but they're all handmade. And what's neat is that rather than a regular guitar where you might just, you know, after playing it, slide it under your bed, you know, kind of to get out of the way. These are these are really gorgeous. Uh, they're, they're works of art. So you would throw them up on your on your wall. And so it's something you can enjoy. 365 uh, it's more of a showpiece for a room. And and it's it's actually surprisingly affordable too um, if you're on there, send, uh, send them a message. Uh, you know, it's you can get a custom made guitar for a lot less than you might think. And uh, and send, tell them the guys from a PTG PTJ sent you. And uh, also check out those thirty dollar. Uh, uh, have you seen these? These thirty dollar handmade? Uh, you know, what I'm about to say.
0: Kazoos, baby. Yeah, those yeah. are pretty sweet. Yeah. I was like I was going to say, uh, if you're not in the market for a Winslow guitar, you might be in the market for a Winslow kazoo. Uh these these things are beautiful. And many men walking down the street in Portland, Oregon might have one in their pocket right now. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. If if it's if his, if his carts, if his shop online is not up to date, he's probably just in his wood shop. So just just send him an email. He's I'm he's refreshing and I'm making them all the time. So uh order one of those. They make a pretty good uh present though. But uh that's Winslow Um but the but the real thing on my wish list here is uh uh and I've been kind of excited to see is I I'm hoping that they don't put Kobe white back in the bottle, uh, oh, keep him out. To.
0: They're not going to. It,
1: that's exciting to see. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They're not going um, to, are they?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, no. it's, it seems like it's, it's going that way. He, it's Kobe white's one of these guys and I'm sure I'm, I'm curious to hear if you have, if you have some people like this, but there's been a couple guys in the draft that I've been like so high on. Um, nobody's I've ever been higher on than, um, Oh, and Corey Brewer out of Florida. Uh, I thought he was going to be all NBA. I yeah, mean, I did. thought he was going to be a complete stud. But uh, but Kobe White, I was also really big on. I loved his, his six foot five point guard, great handle shooting. Um, big hair. The big hair. Yeah, right. After our first couple of season, I was like, oh, we've seen the big air effects. Like he's been good. Like, um, <laughs> and yeah, so he's been he was really poor for the first couple seasons. The game looked, he was going too fast. The game looked like it was going too fast. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's he's putting it all together. Yeah. Um And so I guess, you know, the, I guess, first off, let, I want to ask you is, are we seeing just a, uh, an opportunity and just a hot streak? You know, he's, he's, he's absolutely lighting up and he's, in December, he's averaging twenty six, seven and seven with four point six threes. I mean, that's S Curry numbers. Um, are we seeing are we seeing just a hot streak, or are we seeing are we seeing him putting it together?
0: I think it's a, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think we've definitely seen a player hitting a stride. I believe Kobe White's twenty four or twenty five. It's not very old, um, and you know, with Zach Levine being out, he's clearly stepped into a role that. He's only had in chunks in the past and he was ready for it this time. Um, I think he's an incredibly talented player, but you know, the bowl, you know, the bulls have been frisky lately, actually uh, just very re- recent history, but I don't know what his ceiling is long-term as like a second or third option on a playoff team, but for fantasy basketball, that doesn't matter right now. Um, and I think that he's, he's a tough sell high because he's kind of found money. Um, and unless if you're going to be able to get a top 30 player back, you just ride it out and hope that it, it sustains but you can't move him for like a top 50 player so he's just one of these like found money waiver wire pickup of the year players that hopefully yeah. you picked up early on and just stuck with um but yeah i've always been a big fan of kobe white he's just he's a his love of the game is very infectious and clear uh he's he's just a really positive he reminds me a little bit of tyrese maxi in that way just really jubilant in the way that he plays um so i'm a big fan of his game and yeah i think that as far as this fantasy season for redraft you got yourself a steal and I can't imagine they're not going to move Zach Levine, unless if the asking price is just too high, you can't bring that disgruntled guy back to this team. Um, You just got to let Kobe White cook. So yeah, I think, I think it's here to stay, you know, it it might regress a little bit to something a little more reasonable. Uh, So yeah, I do think he's been on a hot streak, but he's still elevated to another level. And I think that's real.
1: Yeah. It's been neat to see. I mean, with even that looks pretty real because the rest of their starters are also in it's not silly season, you know uh, you know, they're not sitting all their guys. It's, it's everybody, but Levine out there. So um, it's cool to see. I think uh, uh, keep it coming. Let's keep that genie out of the bottle.
0: Shout out Kobe white. That's a fun one. So that's a positive one. This next one is positive. It's not a gripe. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. And actually, Shout out to Caden Mildren, uh, a good friend of mine and of the podcast who actually came on and profiled some players for us going into March yeah. Madness next year. And hopefully we can have him on again this year. Uh, Boy, so- up. He's already just grinding college basketball right now. So this fantasy hoops, miss, I wish for Jeremy Grant to be traded from the Portland Trailblazers to the Indiana Pacers specifically. Hmm. So this is like this is, a t- you know, yeah. I, this so, so many reasons it's hard to know where to begin the timeline, the fit and really freeing up lo- usage for the blazers. So let's start on the blazer side. And of course I'm can't wait to get your input on this. Jeremy Grant, man, he's been fantastic this season. He, they've lo- lost all four of the games. So the sample size we're going to be looking at is only four games on some of these guys. They've lost all of those games. They're clearly a better team with them on the floor and they're a fantastic. Watch right now. I'm having a lot of fun watching them. They play so hard. They, they play together. Uh, and despite some of the inconsistencies of Chauncey Billups, uh, these guys are buying into their roles. Um, so shout out to the Blazers. They're a plucky little team right now. But I think the roles on that team could benefit from Grant's departure. This is a consolidation trade, and this is a fantasy basketball podcast. So this is, you know, what we do. So let's let's take a look at the usage bump to three players in particular. We're going to look at the second-year wing, Shaden Sharp, and we're going to look at your, your rookies over there in Portland, Scoot Anderson, and perhaps the NBA's best-kept secret, one, Tumani Kamara. Love
1: Absolutely. Him. And 100%. He,
0: and he turn, you turned me on to him, and I've been watching him closely ever since, so I appreciate that. Okay, so let's take a look at some of their stats. So in four games, let's start with Kamara. So in the four games without Jeremy Grant, he gets a six-minute bump. His points go from 6.4 to 11.3. His rebounds wow. double from four to eight. Wow. Yep. His, wow. Dime, his dimes pretty much double. They go from 0.9 to 1.5. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets up, wow. He gets up five shots a game with Jeremy Grant playing, and he gets up 12 and a half in the four without Jeremy Grant.
1: Oh my lord.
0: Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that was w- interesting. This one surprised me just because the pos- you know, it's a different position, but it's just about usage. And Jeremy Grant likes the ball in his hands. Scoot Anderson. So Scoot in the four games without Jeremy Grant. He goes from 25 to 30 minutes a game. Uh, he goes from 9.4 points to 15.3. And his dimes go up from 3.8 to 5.8. The rebounds stay the same. And he gets up a lot more field goals. He goes from 9.6 to 15.8. Wow. Right? And Mm -hmm. the other one is interesting, a shade and sharp. And this really shows this is about usage. The minutes stay the same. 35. 35 either way. 16 points a game without Jeremy Grant in the lineup. 20.3 in the four games without. The rebounds go up a board a game. The assists go up from 3 to 4.5. The steals come down because he's scoring. They go down from one to 0.5. Um, and the shots, field goals go up by about two extra field goals a game. Field goal percentage gets a little better with that volume for Shaden. So just kind of curious if you, you know, as a, as a Blazers fan, what your take is on this um, prioritizing development. Obviously, the Jeremy Grant contract is huge. It was meant for a Damian Lillard team. Um, but Manny's played great. So, you know, we'll get into the end of Indiana piece in a minute. But I'm curious what you think of this now that I've given you those numbers and had you already kind of considered like these timelines aren't going to mesh. I think Jeremy Grant's 29.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think the expectation was, you know, like as soon as Dame left, that, you know, it was borrowed time when it comes to Jeremy Grant. I think um, I think the. Most or like more of the talk has been uh, uh is clearing up the guard rotation a little bit because you know, they really have four guards that are that are good, that need minutes, I shouldn't say are good. Scoot's terrible. Uh but uh you have a personal vendetta against
0: Scoot. People are happy. People are happy uh, with the ways of the plan.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I it's nothing on him long term, but right. you know, when he and, comes in the game, his like plus minuses are awful and like it's right he clearly just isn't ready to play in the NBA at this particular, or should I say, win in the NBA at this particular moment, but that doesn't mean anything long-term yet. But, uh, the, yeah, so I think, I, I guess I've always just kind of more focused or thought that they would clear up that guard rotation first and then keep Jeremy Grant around because he he does kind of elevate their floor a little bit without uh, hurting their draft position too much i got i kind of just was assuming that they were going to hang on to him for a year maybe a year and a half um just because he uh they don't have anybody that's ready fit for that position to kind of take in take over that that usage uh so i think i just assumed that they were going to hang on to him for a while but but you're right i mean he doesn't fit in on the team at some point they're going to move him. and if they think kamara is ready to i mean those the stats you just said about Kamara were really eye-opening. I mean, the fact that he's shooting that much there was really cool. So um, I'm not not opposed to it. I mean, especially if they get a good value off of it. And, uh, you know, I think they they should, you know, as far as fantasy goes, would you pick up Kamara if that's the, you know, if he gets moved that day? I mean, because really it seems like, the Chauncey kind of views him and Thibault almost interchangeable uh, depending on who he thinks is a little bit hotter that day. Um, You know, the last game they played, he thought Thibault had the hot hand. Kamara only played 23 minutes. Thibault played in the thirties. So I think, I think you probably would continue to see that a little bit uh, as they keep going for winning. But, uh, but I, but yeah, I, I love the idea of Kamara being, being a fancy pickup, it, if that comes up, yeah, I think you're totally onto something.
0: And he, yeah, you just can't have Kamara and Thiebaud on the floor at the same time. So yeah, that's that's sure they're more they're more correlated than maybe Jeremy Grant, but. Let me ask you this: Would you rather, you know, from a Blazers development perspective, and also just I don't know, maybe, ooh, this pod I will preface is like maybe a little less fantasy than some of our others. We're just having yeah, a good this time. This is
1: not fantasy related, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking hoops a little less, to, or talking talking hoops today. Um, would you rather get eighteen uh, Chris Murray minutes or eight Chris Murray minutes for the rest of the season?
1: Yeah, I mean at this point you're you're prioritizing development, so why not get the extra minutes and see what you get.
0: So that's a difference. His his
1: brother clearly is the best three point shooter in the league of all time,
0: of all time, of all time.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Of all time.
0: By the way, uh, I will say fantasy related Keegan Murray. If he blows up like that again and you have him field some offers, man, because like, this is just one of these guys. He's going to have these occasional spike games. It's not going to turn into a two or three week run where he's, you know, scoring 30 plus. That was one of the greatest sell high games of all time. Um, And there are some real Keegan Murray believers that I like him, but I'm just uh, He's just one of these guys that he's a classic sell high candidate. You got to find the right spot and move him. That's what I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, like for sure. He's top, he's top 15 rest of the season, but you know, but just, but just barely.
0: Oh my God. Uh, he <laughs> might be on the team. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so that's, that's a good
1: call. That's a good call.
0: Let's take a look real quick. So on the Pacer side, you know, it's, I haven't really crunched the trade machine on this, but just yeah. imagine Jeremy Grant in that offense in the Obi top role. Are we talking top 30 the rest of the season? Like, that would be beautiful. Just in the open court, just with his skill set. Uh, and I th- and they have – it's crazy because how many how, – like, think of all the points they score. And then think Tyrese Halliburton is the only, like, incre- Tyrese and Miles Turner are the only super fantasy relevant pieces. Everyone else is kind of yeah. on the fringes. So they could handle to have a third guy in there. And Jeremy Grant, I think, is perfect to complement their skill sets. I just like literally that really clicked for me. So I love that one. I think if, if the Pacers can go out and get a Jeremy Grant, yeah. I guess OG and would fit too, but I prefer Jeremy Grant because I like that he can really create his own shot. So I think that would take a little, you know, Halley occasionally might want someone to do that.
1: Yeah, no, I think it, I think that's really good. And we haven't seen Indiana kind of, uh, shown a willingness to trade their first round picks in a long time. But uh but maybe but maybe what they've seen from the play and run and everything like that would encourage them to do it. And uh whatever we can do to to be able to watch more pacer games, show us more pacer Ooh, games. I right? like this is awesome. Like let's keep watching pacer games.
0: No doubt. No doubt I will say that my buddy who uh threw this trade out there wanted to see Jarrus Walker come back to the Blazers and end a bunch of picks.
1: Yeah. That's uh I mean he's the obvious guy that would, would yeah. come back this
0: way, but which would be you know. fun.
1: Yeah, so let's Um moving on to my next Christmas wish here. Um, and this is one I think we I think we're gonna be on alignment for, with. And uh that is and, and I'm not quite sure how it would work, but uh but okay. I just want to see more minutes for Tari Easton. Um he it's oh, his uh um, we have
0: a we have overlap today, Neutron
1: Oh, do we really? Okay, we, nice. Oh, we do,
0: we do. But my mine is gonna be presented through a different prism, but we'll get to that.
1: Okay, okay. Um yeah, I mean Tari Easton uh You know, he's a second year player, still super raw when you watch him at LSU, Uh, you know, especially on the offensive end. He's still kind of figuring out, is he a stretch guy? Is he a rim runner? You you know, they're they're kind of he's figuring that out at this point. But what what you love, I mean, you absolutely love what you see on the defensive end. And what you see on the defensive end is Mm. in 21 minutes a game, Mm. he's getting point nine. He's he's getting a steal and a block in 21 minutes a night,
0: which is criminal. Uh, The 21 minutes is criminal. gotta figure it out. I'm not
1: quite sure. I'm not quite sure where those minutes come from, really. I mean, they have such a deep roster, and so it's it is ironic because the the Rockets are kind of middling, but I think on a lot of other teams, especially teams that were that weren't prioritizing wins uh you know or just kind of their their positioning quite so hard would find a little bit more developmental minutes for him uh for a second year guy that's shown so much promise so i'm not sure where those minutes should come from oh let's, let's hear where those minutes come from
0: i mean i think they should be coming from villain brooks I mean, All right. Wh- what are we Christmas, doing? What this are is we a doing?
1: Christmas pod, and uh, <laughs> there's there's no point of us just getting heated and coming to like verbal what blows what over over this. We're trying to keep this cordial. Listeners are coming. They're celebrating Christmas. They're happy. They that. they don't want to hear us just kind of just shouting obscenities at each other.
0: My fantasy hoopsmith's wish is for Dylan Brooks and his 31 minutes per game to go away oh, from the God. Rockets just... from the Rockets crowded young wing rotation. Uh, end this pod i'm mean, pressing this button it's just not working it, and it's it's i'm not saying he's not playing well for the team and the udoka effect you know they want to be a play-in team i get it but to have that guy playing 31 minutes where there's no ceiling on that man Tari Eason could be a star Having twenty-one minutes a game, I think it's criminal. I think it's silly. I think You're, that those minutes you, should be reversed. You, you, you
1: I'm sorry, you, you think that the their best their best path towards winning is winning? not playing their best perimeter defender?
0: Why are they such a hurry to win? What's the point? They got Cam Whitmore and Amin Thompson just sitting there just getting, you know, ass burn on the bench, picking splinters up.
1: Picking holidays. And, and then Thompson gets injured just uh, like taking his warm ups
0: <laughs> off, apparently. This all comes back to you defending your boy Dylan Brooks. They got a lot of talent underneath Dylan Brooks. And it's just interesting because if they took a more traditional path towards rebuilding, instead of paying Fred VanVleet all this money, I'm flirting around yeah. with Brooke Lopez. Sure. You know, then we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be, yeah. you know, talking about Cam Whitmore as a potential pickup in 15, 20 minutes a game, depending right. on how the rotation was shaken out. Instead, he's getting 7.7 minutes and has played six games. And so this isn't an indictment on Dylan Brooks. This is just like, what are the Rockets doing? I just think like, see what you got with this talent before you bring in a veteran like Dylan Brooks, who really just fills a role for a team is ready for the playoffs. And okay, like have fun getting wallets in the plan, I guess. Yeah,
1: Um, yeah, it's no, you're totally right. I mean, it is they they're operating like a team that's that's trying to 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 win it all. Um despite the fact that they're 11 and 9. Right.
0: Um which is cool. It's like I mean they are playing good ball. You know, Duck yeah. is a good coach, but it's an interesting the timeline is ahead of itself.
1: True. Yeah. It it was it was kind of Right as I was jotting this down, it kind of uh it led to this like little like like just a little like micro segue, and it, it kind of got me thinking, I was like, okay, like I feel like we might have to dedicate a whole pod to this, to this topic, not not Dylan Brooks, although we mm. could, I I would be interested, but um he is <laughs> you know, because because Tari Easton, you know, he's averaging a steal on a block a game in, in those short minutes. But uh it it's kind of like this would be the the segment for the pod would be my favorite streamer in, so in a category league. My favorite, so it's a Sunday, my favorite streamer to win X category Fun. is nice. uh, you know, because like a lot of times on a Sunday, you're like you're like, I I have these five, they have these four categories locked up. This yep. guy's got these three categories locked up all I care about is blocks or all I care about is threes and field goal percentage. And uh, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to kind of investigate that because Terry yep. Eason's rapidly becoming one of those guys that are like, all right, I just need like, if I can get two steals, I'm going to win this week. You know, like do I pick up this guy. And uh, so that's something that's really, I'm excited to keep my eye on him because if, you know, if those 21 minutes become 25, then all of a sudden um, you got yourself a really good player.
0: I love this one. It's fun. I'm glad that we, I'm glad we, that was a very cold, unexpected, but like cordial Dylan Brooks fight because like we both agree that the, that the Rockets have gotten ahead of themselves with how they're treating this rebuild. Right. So we, we both agree true. on that. Yeah. True. Which is no fun.
1: I mean, my DraftKings account says differently, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I agree with you on a personal level.
0: And I will also just uh, actionable advice. If you can hold on to Tari Eason, I think he was, he was back today. I uh, think he played 20 minutes. I just hold on to him. Hold on, hold on for dear life. Uh, I, I dropped him this week uh, in a dog fight in one spot and held on in another. Um, so I would definitely be holding on to, to him. So yeah, let's, let's just make sure we get all the meat off the bones of the rockets one, because one of mine was, was the Dylan Brooks thing. So yeah, this team just has too many guys. I, and you know, I think we kind of covered it, I guess the men Thompson, the jury's is still out on the role for him because he's only played seven games, but is fifteen minutes per game enough for the fourth overall pick, night?
1: Well, we just—he hasn't been healthy. That's been really the bummer. Is that like we haven't even seen fifteen minutes a night for twenty games? I mean, we're seeing it, and I mean, I don't even know how many games he's played, but seven. it's it seven, yeah. Which is it's just really a shame because you know all the the pre-draft talk was that he was going to be. It depends on who you listen to, but you know, like oh. he looked a little bit more advanced than his brother, and then we've seen his brother. Clearly, be a fantasy staple at this point, uh, but uh, so I've been. I feel like everybody's just curious to see what they have with him. Um, you know, even if they're just uh, letting him loose is a basically the Pistons version of of that, just a defensive player. Right. I yeah, it, it's a shame that we haven't seen that, and hopefully we do see that the rest of the way.
0: No doubt. Yeah, the most he's played this season is 21 minutes against the Magic on the 25th of October. Oh, he played 22 against the Mavericks. Uh, just the 22nd of December, but yeah, that's the threshold he's been able to get to. All right. Go ahead and hit me with your next night.
1: All right. Um, my next thing I'm wishing for is, uh, and, and I feel like it, it, this is a segue here. I'm going to, I'm going to flip flop my order a little bit, just because we were talking about him and Thompson. Um, I want to talk about uh, the Pistons now at this point. And first off, I do have to, I do have to admit uh I, I've been in a pretty rough headspace the last day, last 24 hours here. And it's been, it was hard for me to get amped up for this podcast. And I, I got to share with you why. And that is so about six weeks ago, I ordered, I, I go out, uh, I go golf, out golfing with a bunch of buddies on Christmas Eve every day. And we kind of, we do gifts. And so six weeks ago, I ordered a whole bunch of Pistons, Rasheed Wallace, ball, don't lie socks. For all the guys, like the everybody worst. comes, the they're worst. all gonna get, they're all gonna get a piston sock, <coughs> and then some mother effer. Swiped them from my porch this week when they thank, got delivered.
0: Thank you for censoring yourself, or maybe you didn't have to run in the hard streets of West Salem. You wouldn't get your socks stolen off your porch.
1: Yeah, so I'm like, I'm in the spot where I'm trying to <laughs> mentally support the Pistons, and the the universe, the universe will just not. The universe is so anti-Piston right now. Like, they, uh, I don't know what the Pistons did. Like, they can't win a game, and they can't even get like socks delivered to my they house. Can't um like this is a really tough time for the pistons franchise and this is a really it's a tough time for 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 the for my buddies too like they're they're just learning about this now like i haven't even told them about i'm this. sorry like, about your socks
0: man
1: yeah it's it's sad like so uh tough time for the pistons and so really my wish is uh for the pistons is is the in the the smallest wish i can even think of is like let's get Jalen jo- and Dern back in there at least give him a chance uh, you know, Jalen Duren has only played in 14 games, but when he plays, at least they they resemble a team. You know, he gives them some vertical spacing. He gives them defense, and uh, and he's actually their their third best as far as plus minus on the entire team. Um, care to guess who one and two are?
0: Yes, I can't. I love this game. Definitely not. Okay, is Ivy in in there? Ivy's number two. Nice I, guess. I thought he wow. might be. Thought he might be. Yeah. It's definitely it's definitely not Cade.
1: It's not Cade, no. No, um, no it's has
0: bad. Asar Thompson.
1: Asar, Thom- wow, you just crushed it. One and two, easy. No. Let's go. That's why. That's why people listen to the pod because <laughs> for this kind of expertise. Look I, like, I was like, listen get to that man. Well, listen to that
0: man. We'll get. I have. A, I have a deep dive Pistons uh, grape myself. So I, I, I've been plugged into Pistons hatred just like you have. Yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, hey, it's just, just to, just to finish this one out. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's really. I, I guess I would love to see him because. I think we want to see a more competent team. You mm-hmm. know, we want to turn some of these just terrible blowouts into more competitive games. That's just a win for everybody involved. That's a it's a win for all the the Pistons players that you're rostering. It's a it's a it's an advantage for you know the team that's playing them because right now whoever's playing them doesn't even their players don't even play in the fourth quarter. So mm-hmm. we get to see more competitive games, which is going to translate. Into just more fantasy stats for everybody um, as well as more um, watchable basketball. And so I think that's, that's really my hope is like, let's, let's, let's come I want to see some competitive Pistons basketball to share.
0: I appreciate this one. And you know, as somebody who just has too many injured players to even fit Jalen Duran in an injury spot, just been eating games. I will at least give the Pistons credit that with Duran's ankle sprain, they did put out a timetable uh, of two weeks and that they did update that timetable. Um, So I'm eating those games just, but at least with a little bit of information Uh, he was ruled out today, but they made him uh, doubtful for the game today, Saturday. So I think his return is, it is, it is, but it's not as egregious as the Hornets. So I just want to take this opportunity to just point out how atrocious the Hornets are again, by contrasting the Pistons handling of Jillian Duran, at least there's been some information. So I appreciate that. But now I can't wait to see him back out there. Uh, He is, he is an animal.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh God speed to the Pistons. They need a little, they need all of our karmic help.
0: <sighs> let's keep bur- let's keep burning through Natron. So this fantasy hoopsmas, I wish the Pistons would just commit to a sar Thompson as a 30 plus minute a night starter every night for Christ's sake. And I say Christ's sake, knowing that you know it's almost Christmas and it's uh... timing, yeah. <laughs> so like what well, literally what else are you doing if you're the Pistons? You've lost twenty-six straight games and counting He's been a crowd favorite in the home games. You know, just watching some footage like they go crazy for that guy. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of whole Pistons games, I'll be honest, but just looking at some of the burning through kind of, you know, the um, condensed games, uh, just doing some research for this. Uh, they go crazy for that guy. So give the fans something to, to enjoy and to track his progress. Uh, and it's funny because the day that we are recording here, the 23rd of December, he did play 31 minutes and he started. So can we sustain that? Is this going to be a trend Or is it just random because they've been very inconsistent with how they've handled him, yanking him in and out of the starting lineup. So during their 25th straight loss to the Jazz, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich is 34 years old. Marvin Bagley, who's horrible, and Beef Stew, who's shout out UW, that he's mid. (laughs) They all played over 30 minutes as starters while their prized fifth overall pick in this past draft played 19 minutes off the bench. He still got you two blocks and a steal. So yeah, I,
1: watched, I watched that game actually.
0: Did you? Wow. Cool. Yeah,
1: I had bet. I had a, I had some bets on it <laughs> because well because because the Pistons were favored in that game and I was like I'm oh like my oh, I'm, I'm like I'm sorry I I have to bet on the Jazz on this one and so then I <laughs> then of course I had to watch it so like and uh, they they were up and they just like looked at this like panic looked in their eye like what do we do at this point?
0: <laughs> so like as somebody who's rostered this guy. I've never considered dropping him. He is the poster child of the, you will regret this. Like if the Pistons smarten up and commit to giving him steady minutes as they did to start the season, but it's been rough. Like, especially nursing all these injuries I've had on, on on our, you know, league of record roster. It's been tough just eating this inconsistent playing time. And, and it's been wild. So like, let's get into it a little bit deeper. So the minutes uh, they went from the, the, in October and November, they condensed those two months. He played 29 minutes a game. And then in December, it drops to 22 minutes a game. So I I take offense to a 34-year-old Bogdan Bogdanovich being a reason to drastically impact the development and opportunities of a rookie um, who's started as well and as hot as Azor Thompson did. So, you know, I just, I I don't get it. We need to fix it. Uh, The stats are what they are. I won't read them to you, but obviously they dropped drastically in the month of December so like you don't need to showcase Bogdan Bogdanovich. People know we, They probably won't even trade him. They're that, so inept. They're gonna keep him. They're they're just gonna keep him, and they're gonna you know. But yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what say you on this. I-
1: I, well, I, I am I'm glad we're talking about this because I have I have been curious so he's uh at this point uh he's 66 percent rostered across mm. Yahoo leagues and and I have been wondering because you know he obviously started so hot especially on the defensive end I mean his steals and blocks were absolutely ludicrous I, I mean he was just like he was a terror on that end of the floor and and really a bright spot for their team and he's been um, you've been seeing these, like, as you mentioned, these giant peaks and valleys. And so I, I have been wondering, I mean, I was wondering during that hot streak, it's like, is this real? Are we just seeing, you know, you, we're just kind of seeing a, the, a Miles Turner or a Thibault, you know, like type guy out there who's just clearly has a magnet for the ball, or is this just like a, uh, kind of a lucky streak that he was running on? And, and yeah. then, and so I've been wondering, I've been really curious to like, to see what the, what the overall fantasy reaction was going to be during this downturn and see if people were going to be dropping him right. when he has two, three, four games bad in a row because it is tough because he doesn't give you much when he doesn't give you defense. I mean, and that's the hard part about rostering defensive specialists is that totally
0: look at the they, drop off they, the Herb Jones give you that, since we right, talked about yeah. him last.
1: Yeah. I mean, when they don't give you those blocks and steals, yeah. they're – they're 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 piss poor so um it is tough i i hope that they i i'm in 100 agreement i hope this christmas we see a lot more uh assar thompson minutes like geez, like
0: why not it's literally why not it's there's no reason i, I will play say power
1: forward who, who cares that's what
0: i'm saying i think you'd be great at power forward exactly like just figure it out why are you playing marvin bagley over him that makes no sense i don't care right
1: play bogdanovich get the spacing but like
0: sure sure play him, like have yeah just yeah. like go a little small it's insane. It's actually it's insane. not working. Whatever you're doing, it's, it's not at all. I will say, just fantasy perspective, looking back on it, um, it turns out that Thompson was a sell high. Uh, I actually got some offers in our league that were looking. I mean, looking back on it, I'd, I'd smash. I'd take them. Um, but it was just such a shock to see this guy come out like that. And I was like, I can't. I got to see what this turns into. I need. Yeah. I like. I, there wasn't enough data to make an assessment on if he was a sell high. So I held. True. And so I think sometimes that's all you could do. But of course, with maybe looking back on it, a, a, you know, a team like the Pistons or the Hornets, depending on who's on the front of the jersey and the way the franchise is handling it, that should be a factor in deciding if someone's to sell high. Because even someone like Mark Williams, like just the way that Hornets handle things, uh, maybe it could behoove you to 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 move those guys if you get the ra- if you get a crazy offer. Because I did get some crazy offers for a Thompson.
1: Huh, that's an interesting it's an interesting thought pattern there i, I kind of like i kind of like the way you're rationalizing that i try to that's be good.
0: rational so
1: that's good yeah.
0: <laughs> um what do you got Lo? well the next
1: the next thing in my wish uh, my christmas wish list is uh is some better coffee in the morning mm. to be honest with you like there's nothing you don't want to wake up christmas morning and be drinking some like house folgers or like shit house folders. Like, just some, like, whatever local Starbucks. Like, come on. Like, bring me the good stuff. And so, like, that's where I'm really excited about uh, uh, Steelbridge Coffee. So, head over to steelbridgecoffee.com, backslash PTJ. Um, pick up some locally roasted, fair trade, organic Um you know, really sustainably roasted coffee that honestly tastes awesome. This this batch that uh, I got for Christmas is one of the best batches I've ever had. I was just commenting on it. I drank it even cold. I came home, I was like a little tired at like four o'clock and poured like just a um, a little like glass of like cold coffee. And I was like, I was like, it honestly tasted like mocha. It was amazing. So um, <laughs> the quality is great. Um, but check out steelbridgecoffee.com backslash back PTJ. And uh, and pick up some like Sweet basketball cards while you're at it, and uh, and treat your family. Don't don't give your family bad coffee. They they're, they're too important to you.
0: Maybe like your in laws, you might want to. I mean, there's somebody. In That's your, true. <laughs> we just watched National Lampoon's <laughs> <Land laughs> Christmas, Christmas Vacation, and some of those people deserve bad coffee.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair <laughs> point. You yeah, you want to have a different coffee for a who your guest is. That's a good point.
0: You really should. <laughs>
1: uh, the, uh, the the the. So my my wish here for this Christmas is I'm I'm hoping that I'm gonna implore the Spurs to please trade for a competent point guard this year. Hmm. Um
0: don't you know, love point saw experiment. That wasn't for you.
1: You know, I, I like it. I like what they yeah. were trying with that. Those were I, trying.
0: Uh, Those was trying. But yeah.
1: Yeah, I think for development, I mean they were yeah. you know, it was they're going the opposite of their neighbor, the Rockets, in that they were clearly prioritizing development but i think at this point uh you know i think that you can get somebody in there that's not you know that's not a foundational player but you can just be a table setter because i think it's it's hurting the rest of their team as far as fantasy numbers go um if they could just get
0: tyus jones instead of trey
1: there you go there you go swap swap, swap bros
0: bro swap, swap, bro swap bro swap bro swap in a second swap. there's no yeah. reason for the spurs to be website, as bad right i'm um, Sure it is. We'll we'll edit that part out. Broswap.com forward slash PTJ. No, (laughs) (laughs) they're not a sponsor. Oh, they're not. Uh, No, it's, it's, there's no reason for the Spurs to be as bad as they've been. And you really got to start when you examine it and you say, okay, like, why is that? Like, I think public enemy number one is there's not a table setter on this team.
1: Yeah. And it's. In one in one hand, you get applaud them for going fully development and totally. and, and knowing that their winning roster is four years from now, and to not shortchange themselves. But but really, I think you can do both. And I think if they just had a middle of the road point guard in yeah. there, um, I think first off, I mean, just as a fan, it would increase the watch the watchability of the team.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, second off, you'd give. Uh, you know you would reward sohan for those like awesome cuts that he does he's a great cutter um for sure you know you'd you'd be kind of you kind of hook him up with those you would uh you'd kind of give your boy i know that you're huge you're huge on this guy Devin vassell uh, with a couple more open shots he's a good shooter yep um you know i don't think he's quite as i'm not quite as high on him as you are but um
0: paul george light baby
1: yeah, I think that's uh super light, underlined and bold. Yeah, super lights. Yeah, yeah
0: super lights. <laughs> like crystal, crystal light instead of drinking like Crystally instead 40, of drinking yeah, exactly. puree. Imagine just drinking from a piece of fruit and then drinking crystal light.
1: <laughs> and then you drink half the crystal light down and then <laughs> fill it with water. Um
0: <laughs> No, no, no. It's full. It's a regular <laughs> oh, glass God, God, as, okay. as prescribed. Uh,
1: but, right. Yeah. But really, I think what uh, would it be sweet for for their watchability uh, alone would be. uh just getting some more of those web, web and Yama like alley-oops because that's how they, the season started. Is that like, oh, you know, he's, they throw it up to him. Nobody can get to that level straight up. He can dunk it, you know, and then teams kind of have been able to take that away because nobody's been able to kind of set him up for those shots. So I would love to see more of those, but, um, but, but then really uh-huh. also like, I think it, it's interesting with the Spurs and it kind of got me into another, like little micro segue was that, um, uh, I feel like the Spurs are might be number one on the, uh, you know, they're playing and there's just nobody streamable on their team. Um, And so the quick little sidebar, I was like trying to think, like, is there a least, is there a least streamable or a a team that's like less streamable than they are because Mm. they, they, you know, like, their bench is just not really anything. And so I think if they got that competent yeah, point guard in there, you'd get a little bit more of some of these like Malcolm Brandons or like uh, some of these guys that could pop occasionally if they just were rewarded with uh, some easier looks.
0: I was going to say like, there are some teams where Malachi Branham would actually be the best streaming option. I'm just trying to think because they you know, when the schedule um, shakes out a certain way and you go to check out a team and like, you're like, man, there's really nothing here. The, well, the Cavs until this Porter Junior kid has produced himself have been really rough. Yeah, Unless, true.
1: It's a, it's a really strong one. Yeah.
0: Um But yeah, no, no, it's true. I mean, and I don't know why they have to jerk around my boy Crunch Tom Collins. I thought he was supposed to start. Like, what are we doing? I don't get, it just seems random. Like he's played really well. Um and He now, hasn't got hurt,
1: which is actually <laughs> crazy.
0: That part is crazy. Like I know. Like
1: I I I knew I knew he wasn't going to be good, and we had an argument over that. But I didn't expect him to just not play like
0: I, I just, I didn't know that the Blazers fans had such a vendetta against uh Zach Collins. I guess it's just not taking Donovan Mitchell when, you know, taking Collins over him, I guess. I mean, at at time that would have been a weird fit, but just the value. What is that about Blazers fans in crunch time? Cause he couldn't stay on the floor. It was just frustrating to constantly be sold this crap every preseason. And then just like, he never played. Yeah. And I
1: think he's, he's talented. To, he's talented,
0: man. He's talented. And I think it,
1: it it's really it came on the heels of Myers Leonard like them uh, like they they were extraordinarily patient patient with Myers Leonard. They kind of gave him a second okay. contract and then it was it was followed up by OK, like Myers Leonard's no good, but trust us Collins is the guy. And so I think people kind of like are putting some of their animosity for Myers Leonard into Zach Collins that
0: stuff happens like it's in the DNA of fans to kind of like um, connect dots and think about things they've been through before. It's yeah. interesting. You know, there's an emotional intelligence to fan base, but sometimes it's not so intelligent because Crunch Time College is the truth. <laughs> He's a really, he has an incredible fantasy skill set. Uh, you know, he just can do a little bit of anything, anything and everything. He can do it all.
1: With with the proper minutes, he was doing really well yeah. this season. Yeah. I do, you do gotta give him that.
0: He was all right. Well, uh, that's all, that's all I got. You got anything else? Oh, I,
1: got, I got I got one more here, and and this is one that I kind of figured that we could. Uh, uh, kind of popcorn back and forth a little bit on and kind of threw out some names oh. and uh one of these things and, and and maybe it was a little bit informed because I had, you know, I'm currently having one of these weeks where I was within striking distance of a number of categories. I you know, I lost this week in our in our joint in our joint league, but you know, I was within striking distance of four or five cat five categories. You know, like and so uh was thinking about guys that you We've all been in this position where on a Sunday you pick up somebody hoping for a miracle. You know, like you, if you get the best outcome of this player, they can, you know, they can turn, they can turn a week around for you. Um, and so, my my Christmas wish is uh, I want to con- continued success for fantasy boom bust uh, streamers. And so, uh, you know, guys, guys that can like single handedly turn two or three categories for you, either one way or the other, you know? And so just, I, uh, I, this is just,
0: inspired work.
1: I was just, yeah, I figured I was just going to highlight a couple guys and I'm sure you right. have a couple guys too, that you, that you have. And I think everybody has like those guys so you're like, it's a breaking case of emergency type pickup. Um, yes. and so, um, and so I, I'm just going to start throwing out guys in the mo, And, and as soon as you think of somebody to like, like chime on in, but, um, I figure I'm going to start with the guy who I think is, uh, uh, perhaps the MVP this, this season of, uh, of this category. And that is, uh, one Tim Hardaway jr. Always. Yeah. He's, he's the, uh, uh, he's the classic, like hold your nose, pick him up on a Sunday, drop him on a Monday, uh, type of guy. Um, Like like if you need
0: to, if you need to lose field goal percentage that week and you're in a bind grab Tim Hardaway jr.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) But, but he's, you know, he's getting up 14 shots a game. 14 shots a game. That's crazy. And so, you know, you know, I mean, like you pick him up. There's a you have a decent chance that he scores 25 points with four with four threes. But you have an equally mm-hmm. decent chance that he goes three for 17 and just crushes your team.
0: It's insane how um how real it is. Like, it's just like he can just not have a mid game. He's like the opposite of DeAndre Hunter.
1: Yes, right. Yeah, the swings are, are yeah. violent. So like it's yeah. just whiplash. So yeah. Um. The the other one. Um. We talked. We already talked about Dylan Brooks, but I'm just gonna bring him up again. Mm. You know, he's he he actually has been a solid points and threes streamer. Um. But we've all seen enough one for sixteen games out of them to make you nervous. So uh, I feel like he fit he fit this kind of theme on this well, one.
0: So I have to ask you now. So are you putting him more in the like? stream like break glass in case of emergency instead of last time we talked about him saying that he was a must roster player
1: oh yeah i think i've, I've all I've always and we got
0: to stay little water as fantasy analysts
1: I, I am like a little tongue in cheek like yeah. uh fan of dylan brooks and just to be fully right. totally transparent but the yeah I, mean, I do it. think this yeah. i do think this season he actually has been a really good threes and points streamer um yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. but uh you know i think but you know, there's risk there when you pick him up. Um, the, the next guy is uh, uh, we haven't mentioned him, I think I don't even think we mentioned him last podcast, which is
0: Uh-oh.
1: a shame on us. But uh, is is Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, you know, like my Christmas wish this year is please return to the 30 minute and night player that we saw pre, pre hit and run. Um, you know, since since he's come back. He hasn't had a single game that's been post like above 25 minutes. So, uh, but he's, he's been a pretty classic uh, could go crazy one way or the other type well, of guy. And
0: D'Anthony Melton just went down. I'm just checking to see if there's an update on that, but I mean, maybe that's his window to oh, get really?
1: in. Oh, I didn't even see that.
0: I was a full participant in practice, but yeah, he had a thigh contusion, but yeah, he just needs a little window. To, he didn't play against the Raptors yesterday, Melton, but yeah, he just needs a little window to sneak back on that rotation and get cooking. Yeah, You uh, got to let the tsunami poppy cook for the holidays
1: come on yeah i mean like jesus plus i feel like shame like that we haven't brought him up in a couple as much as we should have been
0: it's not contractually obligated either
1: yeah the uh the next two guys and like and i'm sorry i don't want to grandstand here if you if you got somebody here but
0: uh is Cook.
1: is basically there was a, a so james was in our in our joint league like did the swap of these two players, which I thought was pretty ironic, but is Mm. uh, Scoot Henderson and Russell Westbrook, because I feel like it it was ironic category really well of just like, they, they could, they could put it together and score and and land you one of these 27 and seven games, or they could just crush you single-handedly lose you four categories. Uh,
0: You know, has to be mentioned here as very similar to what you're describing is Benedict Matherin. Mm-hmm. that guy's having these huge spike games and there's yes. really no there's really no rhyme or reason for when they're happening uh so yeah. it's not a clear thing we're like okay this guy's out of the lineup this is when you grab him he just fine he's just a chucker and some days he gets yanked for it and some days when he has the shot um you know they, they let him stay out there and he'll get you 32 points and five threes and a trinkle of other stats so he's becoming
1: right and, uh, and go like nine for nine from the line i mean exa- the, i feel like that's a lot of it
0: good call on the free throws yeah he gets those high volume free throw game so yeah he's it, it's tough to keep him rostered in your average size league because the lows are low and they're frequent but yeah he's one of these guys too another guy who's actually been cooking um uh, in this way that you could easily get five points i'm looking at it right now is dante g divincenzo For some reason, he's throwing up like he had a 5-3, 23.8 rebound game the other day, and then he had 11-2-2 the next day. He had 18 points the other day. 21, the so it goes 21-5, 18-8, 23-11. So DiVincenzo in his, you know, mid-20s minutes role right now is a guy where you can pick up and you can get yourself five threes and 27 points. And he's available everywhere. He is 14% rostered in Yahoo.
1: I mean, even quickly, he's probably he's got to be sub fifty. I'm guessing at this point too.
0: Get quickly over on the net, uh, on the Spurs, pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, he, you're right. He'd be he'd be a perfect table setter there. He's I, a good table I, I setter. Love that. Let's let's make that trade happen. If they're not going to do it, we'll do it. Um, well, yeah, right. Yeah, he's 53 <laughs> percent rostered, but uh, um, yeah, yeah. The Knicks roster in general, there's a lot of heart. Kind of falls in that category too, where. He could be a great rebound pickup for you, or he could just play 12 minutes.
0: Also with Jericho Sims going down, make sure to check your waiver wire for Taj Gibson because he's back on the Knicks. No, obviously Hartenstein's the pickup there, but I thought it was just funny that Tibbs couldn't help himself to have the token starter. uh, Wow. Jericho. Just couldn't do it. Can't help himself. So not only does he bring back Taj Gibson before Sims goes down, I think he's out eight to 12 weeks. He was starting Jericho Sims. As a token starter over Hartenstein, when Sims wasn't playing prior at all, he was like, not in the rotation. What is that? It's a str-
1: it is the strangest thing, and I know I know Josh Lloyd uh, is big on this. Like that's like one of his biggest pet peeves is when your is when your backup guy doesn't just become automatically become the starter. I, you know, I think it makes sense when they when your backup guy is a microwave scorer. You know, uh-huh. like if your backup guy is uh, Jordan Clarkson, you know, it's like. Yeah, don't start him. Like he's there to run the backup unit. But when your backup guy is not, it doesn't make any sense.
0: By the way, I've decided we talk a lot about Cole Anthony and what is is he. I think I I used, I overuse Nick Van Exel as a comp. I love Nick Van Exel as a microwave scorer, but I think it's Jordan Clarkson. I think that's that, that's the roadmap for Cole Anthony.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, kind of a uh, yeah, and there's a. There's a there's a role for that. Karis Levert would also fit yep. in that category too, and uh I think there's a there's every every team needs every team needs a guy that can come off the bench on on a particular night get hot and score.
0: Word, love it when guys get hot. Um I'm just curious as somebody who doesn't have kids. Your,
1: that, that, is that your fantasy wish list for the Christmas Christmas?
0: <laughs> I, I'm just curious as someone just to pivot uh into the holiday season. What's something that's like a you know, five to seven year old girl wants for the holidays these days? Like what's on the wish list for you, for for Daddy Licky?
1: Oh, yeah, we got a <laughs> we have quite a few bread. Last year, it was all stuff that I had to build, so I was, like, just okay. doing, like, straight, like, uh, Santa's workshop, like, till, like, 2 a.m. every night for, you, like, a
0: few days. Did you wear that um, when you were working? Uh, I probably should have
1: been, like, yeah, I was more drinking Keystone, but uh, the, uh, uh, you know, it's just a lot of, our kids are very girly, so it's a lot of frozen stuff and uh, um. and whatnot, but uh, but it's a fun, it's a it's really a fun time, you know, with with a, with a couple kids, that, you know, it kind of gives you... Uh, a lot of stuff to look forward to for that next year. They're they're super excited.
0: Do you play Santa Claus? Santa like, you? Uh, what do you mean? Do you dress up as Santa Claus and pretend you're Santa Claus? Like in the morning? No,
1: I'm uh I I don't. No, I don't. Uh, uh I don't put on the beard for it. I can't I can't grow a great beard and uh I probably <laughs> ought to just like buy, maybe buy a beard, do like a weave, I guess, or something. Yes. I could yes. have like a nice beard, but I, yeah, I, I don't know if I could do the weave.
0: I mean, it's prevalent. I don't know if it's nice. <laughs> it's coming every which way at this prevalent. point. <laughs> it's prevalent. <laughs> okay, well, I uh, think, look, like, you know, are ready to get to the holiday festivities here. So uh, this has been our uh, fantasy wish list slash gripes episode. Um, please make sure you're following us on Twitter, um, Projecting the Jump podcast, and Flying J on Twitter as well. Um, thank you to our wonderful sponsors and welcome on board Winslow Guitars. Um, shout out ryan winslow meyer for sure um and yeah just uh you know enjoy christmas stay safe um good luck to all my fantasy football homies who have just granted this podcast this week and the semis and uh and the best ball semis shout out to my underdog homies as well um yeah it's a fun time to be a fantasy man and to be a family man
1: yeah yeah we appreciate everybody that's listened and uh um uh, wish everybody uh, some happy holidays out there
0: i think it couldn't be said better than that now listen for an on clean this is your boy flying j happy holidays to you we will talk to you early in the year 2024
1: peace later
0: Projecting the Jump, Projecting the Jump, Projecting
1: the Jump, Projecting the Jump. It's Nathan, Licky, and Jay. They're projecting the jump today. Will they guess right? Nobody knows. It's a podcast. It's about basketball.
0: Bonzo.